Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex. And, ladies and gentlemen, I have one desire. Free my boy, Jack! Oh, I thought we were talking about Morbius again. Oh, sorry. I, we'll get to that. Yeah, we, oh, oh, no. oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get to that, uh, Parker, do we have any news? Yeah, it turns out Stanley's ghost is getting free, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to his family for signing his likeness away for 20 years. So they can just digitally put him in movies and shows and theme parks. And it's just a fun reminder that... uh. No one's ever really gone, and things will always, always get worse. I was really hoping I could get a digital (laughs) token. It's so fucking cool, because in like six years, the kids going to theme parks aren't going to have any fucking clue who this guy is. (laughs) Oh, it's that one guy that popped up in the first couple Marvel movies. Why is he he standing there selling me popcorn? Do you think we could get like a digital recreation of George Washington for every single war we fight? Yes. See, it's just more. so fitting that we watch Free Jack this week. Cause like, if this technology was real, if this all truly came to pass in 2009, they'd be Free Jack and Stanley and the people <laughs> every six years. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a poor like allocation of resources. Like, why am I taking Stanley's body? Like, sick. I'm gonna live for two more weeks. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Hey, you want to go to Comic Con? What's that? Your hands hurting? All right. Uh, scour the news. <laughs> Look for some police chases. You go to Comic-Con, there's just some, like, 21-year-old Puerto Rican going, Ah, hello, true believers, it's I, Stan Lee, Excelsior. <laughs> People keep freejacking Stan Lee, except it's his family members, so they can harvest more of his blood. <laughs> We've kept him alive for 300 years, but we need more money. The hundreds of millions of dollars are not enough. I thought, Good stuff. I thought Jack Kirby's wife was free Jack and Stanley. <laughs> she fucking wishes. <laughs> He'll come back from the dead just to piss on Jack Kirby's grave one more time. Right, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley waking up in a hospital room somewhere and going, I don't know how I got here, but I think it has something to do with <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> These free Jacks have accepted me as one of their own. <laughs> I've grown a kinship with <laughs> do you have any other news before we go down this rabbit hole? Uh, no, I'm ready to go down this rabbit hole. Okay, let's. Well, you don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about Morbius leading in on-demand sales. For, uh... <laughs> Incredible fucking AFC finalist banner tweet from them. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Number one dude, rentals I... on the Stars app. I am so happy that our podcast at least had some push there because I swear someone must have used that for the Morbius sweep. I should have put that in the description with a hashtag or something. 
<laughs> I just love knowing that Jim Ursay owns the rights to Morbius. <laughs> All I'm going to say is whoever took the Morbius pose and put him in the Jeb pose, my hero. <laughs> With it at the top of the all-time box office, making like $200 trillion. Cracks me up every time I see it. People can't stop talking about Morbius. They've got Morb fever out there. That is correct. For some of us, at least. We cannot stop talking about Morbius. <laughs> it's going to be impossible to explain this to people who are offline. Uh, I, also, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> not I, my problem. I don't talk to people offline. Fucking look <laughs> at me. Point, right? yeah. <laughs> I, I opened Refix Plex and I was, I was like, "Oh, sick! Everything ever all at once." And I saw, "Oh, look, Morbius is on here." <laughs> I should watch that instead. Yeah. <laughs> I watched neither. Don't worry about it. Okay, great. That makes well, one uh, of us. <laughs> I'm right. so jealous. I had to watch the tournament instead, and uh, it was a good call. Oh, well, oh I'm sure uh, we'll get to that. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, let's get on to our jerks of the week. I'd like to go first. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once two more times in theaters for a Jesus total of five times. Fucking Christ. fucking Christ, man. I... You're like the guy from the Captain Marvel meme. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... If I was Yellow Cyclone, this would have shown you I really hate this movie. Uh, but uh, well, I mean, you figured out what was going on after the first showing, right? I, yeah, oh, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was from the trailer. Michelle Yeoh just looking; yeah. she's being held at gunpoint while you awkwardly <laughs> side hug her. In the big <laughs> no, it's a. I think part of the reason I do it is because. Often I'll tell people, oh, you should really watch this movie, but then they never do. Well, now I'm taking things to my own hands. So uh, I usually just grab people by the collar off the street and drag them into the theater with me. So the fourth time I went, uh, I, saw it with, uh, I saw it with Alex, uh, the other Alex, and we were sitting next to a woman who came in with uh, two other people. Uh, and... We're sitting down to watch it, and here is our first sign of trouble. That we thought, oh, it's probably nothing. But at the end of it, we realized, oh, this should have been a warning of things to come. Uh, one of the trailers that they played is, it's called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Um, have, you, have you guys ever heard of this? In any I couldn't, I don't know what that is. I'm telling you right now, you have to put a gun in my mouth to make me watch it. <laughs> Oh, uh, Shenron. You, you say that, your girlfriend will probably make you watch it. Like, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, it, it, this new trailer is like an A24 children's, mock, children's mockumentary. And you know what? I, she can remember, watch movies by herself. She's a big yeah. girl. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, as I'm watching it, the, the only thing that comes to mind is, well, it doesn't really look very interesting, but it mostly looks harmless. Also, I think it's a remake of something. Like, I think this is, it's either a book or... I think Alex looked up and she said, yeah, I guess this isn't the 2010 version. I was like... Sounds like a remake of an Arcade Fire album, dude. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I... It doesn't really have any interest for me, but uh, it's... Again, it's not really for me. It's for babies. So I guess it's technically... Yeah, hang on. But as soon as the the, uh, trailer finishes... And again, it's like a cute, harmless trailer. And and the woman next to us says very loudly, no thank you! And I was just like... (laughs) You have strong feelings about oh, Mar- no. Marcel the Shell with shoes on? Yeah, if you, like, if you look it up, it's just it's just this kind of cute thing, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Whomst Among Us would yeah. have a visceral negative reaction to that. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, so everything everywhere starts, and I, I will admit, like, after seeing it five times and thinking it's one of the greatest works of art ever made, 
I, I think I can sort of understand why someone might not like this. Uh, it is very long. It's two and a half hours. And uh, there are a couple moments where there should probably been in, like, an epilepsy warning. Uh, and I, I don't know anyone who has epilepsy, but uh, I, I noticed the woman next to us was, like, leaning forward. She had her head in her hands. And I was like, geez, I hope she's okay. I Maybe she's overcome with emotion at this movie, which is a possibility. There's some emotional moments. And... I don't know, maybe, or maybe she was uncomfortable, or maybe she had a headache, or who knows. And by the end of the movie, Alex turned to look to me to say, hey, that was pretty good. And the one actually said, that was so stupid. And, and uh, everyone in the theater just kind of like looks at her, and she's like, it made no sense. And uh, and the guy next to her is just like, well, no, it's a different universe as ever. She said, I don't believe in that. <laughs> to which Alex really, want, <laughs> Alex really wanted to turn to her and say, hey, guess what? No one does. <laughs> it's, a, it's a work of fiction. <laughs> Well, actually, uh, if you uh, if you if you see John Favreau in this movie and John Favreau in this other movie, you know, you just hear. Me I don't like know how you wildly, explain that when I'm the multiverse. Loudly drop my popcorn, like you're telling me there's another Doctor Strange. Are you guys fucking with me? I have never seen. I I have had so many theater experiences, much like you guys. I watch a lot of movies. I go to the theater for a lot of movies. I have never seen anyone have so viscerally a bad time with a movie. I wanna, I wanna, <laughs> Not even me during Justice League? <laughs> you had the best time in the theater. Yeah, you what the yeah but did, do, do you remember the end of that movie when I just like loudly talked over those girls in front of us about how fucking dumb it was? <laughs> I just remember you started laughing. <laughs> oh, when you saw that the... I think when, the, when people started America-clapping for that movie, you started laughing. In what world? Like <laughs> Anyway, I'm getting heated. <laughs> anyway, I, I want to make something clear. Like, as, as people who are terminally online, maybe we have a weakness for things that we really like. If someone insults something that we have some sort of attachment to, we can take it kind of personal. And it's not... It's not personal, you know, if someone doesn't like everything, everywhere, all at once, it's not like they dislike me or or anything, it's that they dislike the movie. And so, I, if someone doesn't like the movie... I don't think I'm going to take it personally. That being said, it is one of those movies where I watch it and I don't understand how someone's brain could possibly not like it outside of, I don't know, an epilepsy or the bucket and sore for two and a half hours. This woman was outraged and she was just shit-talking the whole time. Everyone else there had like a really, really good time. Uh, but it, like we were, when Alex like drove home like an hour and a half after that, she was like, I'm still thinking about that woman. I've never seen someone so angry at, at a really, really good movie. The fucked up part is like, I keep thinking about this. I was like, I bet if I were to ask that woman, it was like, what are some of your favorite movies? She'd probably name like two or three that I, that I'd be like, okay, that's pretty good. You know? Anyway, I, incredible. I, at this point now I'm a little nervous for you guys to watch it. I don't because if you guys don't like it, you won't be as viscerally entertaining as that woman's fury at the end of the movie. Oh, sorry, I already saw oh, one movie. Oh, that's what you're worried about? <laughs> no, I, that's not what I'm worried about. I, Damn, what if I don't like it and am not funny? Like, well, what a disaster. Yeah. That no, is that's, that's not what's every waking thought in my life, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> this is no, nothing it's... new to me. <laughs> no, it's just, man, that woman... Oh boy! I, I, the words I don't believe in that stuck in my head. I was like, "What do you not believe in, Asian people?" <laughs> I, I, they, I, we we were really like working it out in our minds, like what she could have possibly meant. This old but, woman, uh, like, so you're telling me when I say they look alike, I was wrong, but now they are the same. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I mean, it is Pulsville. 
Oh, so you can't... No, this is... Yeah, the Alamo. So, like, uh, we don't oh, have a movie theater in pool, so are you kidding me? They <laughs> <laughs> shoot movies on the side of a barn, yeah, dude. I was, I was gonna say, yeah, they don't make the kind of cameras or, or projectors that can show Birth of a Nation, so... Wow, the town that dreaded sundown, again. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, uh, I watched other movies, and uh, here's one oh. we all would. All right, I guess we just I don't get Dirk the, the Week, Parker. Oh, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Oh shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot we were on the Chris show for a second. I'm sorry. Back. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that went Dance long. Dance monkeys. Anyway, so. <laughs> Speaking of, look, I might uh, not have a real Jerk of the Week, Parker. Who's your but Jerk? But I, I, I do. I do have a hypothetical <laughs> Jerk of the Week, which is oh, even no. better. In a lot so of you ways. didn't even have one. You're just like, what about? No, me? No, I actually do. No. No, I want to. I want to continue the conversation that I started in Discord earlier about uh, about urinal etiquette. Okay. Uh, right. I, I <laughs> need to know. You. I need to know. I need to know how to be the best jerk of the week in the future. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the scenario for you guys that may not have read, or those of you at home who are hearing this for the first time. But uh, you walk into a uh, a bathroom at a bar with four urinals. The first one, the one on the front, is like a kid's urinal. You know, it's like it's nice and short. Mm-hmm. So like. Normally, like, rules of bathroom etiquette say that, like, if you're doing the right thing, you should go to the fourth one first, then the second one, so you can leave a gap, and then the third one, and then and then the kid one last. The scenario that I was put in was the case where, like, I went in and had no choice and took the third urinal, and then, like, everybody else was, like, done peeing at the same time. So I'm just there by myself with the third urinal. And a dude comes in, and he does what he's supposed to do to leave the gap, right? He goes to the first urinal, and, like, he stands there, he, like, unbuttons his pants and goes... Nah, I can't do it. And he he buttons him back up and walks to the fourth yard. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I couldn't pee in the one that, that, with, uh, that was that close to the floor. I didn't want to splash on my shoes. Which led me to, like, start thinking. Because, like, my whole life I've been convinced that the funniest thing you can do in a bathroom is just go pee at the kids' urinal when you have, like, choices. Like, it's just, it's it's a great bit. Because, like, people either, like, don't notice and don't care or, like, have to comment. You can just talk about how long your dick is and how you need the extra space. Just, it's, it's a killer bit. Works every time. But having been at that third urinal and forcing some other dude to go to the first urinal because of the position I was in, I'm now convinced that that might actually be funnier. And I'm trying to figure out what is the way to optimize being a jerk of the week in the bathroom. Well, the only way to be a jerk would be to take, uh, I guess it'd be stall number three. Not stall, uh, urinal three. Uh, to be the joker, you take the kid's urinal. He thinks it's a regular one. <laughs> It's for the long dicks, man. <laughs> the fact that you just happened to be there and he walked in and just got psyched out. Like, he got, like, a fucking kicker getting ice. Like, I can't do it, bro. So can't good. fucking do it, dude. It so Scoot over. I'm coming in. It would have been it would have been one thing if I just, like, noticed it happen. It might have been funnier if he just didn't say anything and I noticed it. But, like, the comment, the commenting and calling attention to just be like, nah, can't. Just can't to announce, like, like, I ain't got it, coach. <laughs> I ain't got it, <laughs> What a legend. He leaves, comes back with, like, eye black. It's like, okay, I got this. <laughs> this is what we play for as he runs to <laughs> he, he, he hits the, the top of the door. <laughs> <laughs> he hits the Budweiser sign as, as he walks in. Which is, like, extra funny to picture. Because this, this dude was, like, 5'4". So, like, the idea oh, of him jumping for the sign would have been I, even better. Okay, the idea of someone at a barge walking in looking going okay very funny yeah you got me <laughs> like, what 
Dude, here's how you be the jerk of the week. If if you fly for you'd be like, "Hey, little buddy, there's one just for you right over there." Yeah, I got <laughs> just bring out a little stool for him when he goes to the other one. <laughs> Left it open for you, fella. <laughs> that's that's how you be the jerk of the week. Okay, we've settled this problem of science. Parker, Hands do you down. have a jerk of the week? Yeah, holding the shirt up with both hands and just going back and forth like a sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just want to say, you know, we brought it to everyone's attention when Seth Green's apes got stolen. We were all pretty Thank upset. Mm-hmm. But now that the monkey pox are back, I feel like ape slander has gone far enough, and I'm getting pretty fucking sick of it. I will not get vaccinated. I will welcome the apes into my body. Mm-hmm. I can't stand all of this monkey slander. First, we had to deal with, like, three extra years of Harambe jokes long after anyone found it funny. Then we had to deal with... <laughs> what the fuck? These goddamn cartoon apes. And now they're going to blame diseases on it. Well, we all know who's really at fault. And if you don't believe me, ask the lady at Chris's theater. She'll tell you all about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So, I, I don't know how much of this, this uh, the reporting of this that you saw, but apparently uh, the monkeypox epidemic has stemmed from two separate raves in Europe. Meaning, <laughs> either somebody... Somebody went to a rave and fucked a monkey, and then went to another rave and fucked a person. Or, the monkey was just at two different raves. Like, I and I don't know which of those is funnier. Like, Could you imagine just rolling on ecstasy? And you just look over and you're like, is that a fucking chimpanzee? <laughs> those flashing lights, that's not good, and he'll... Ooh, you're dead immediately. Who, that who monkeys was the, are the tech, What was the name of that uh, that monkey that communicate by way of high five? <laughs> what Coco? Yeah, Coco. <laughs> that would be the one in the in, in the rave. The fucking sign language gorilla that kept asking the female zookeepers to show them their tits. That's not no. Never mind. Not Coco. I was thinking about the uh, the University of Texas special teams coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, you know that's, that's what fair. I was thinking about. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if that monkey has a name. Yeah, because I'm not thinking like Shakma in a in a European rave. <laughs> Otherwise, that's a Gaspar <laughs> Noe movie. <laughs> Dude, that was Loki. One of our best episodes. Is that story just unfolded in real time in front of us? <laughs> I don't even remember what movie that was, but that was a magical night. <laughs> yeah, that was more important than the movie. <laughs> we found her Instagram with her just at the strip club with the monkey. <laughs> that was such a good night. <laughs> Oh man! Someone definitely was... fucked that monkey, though, right? Like, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually heard that monkeypox spreads by sex. So uh, we're gonna have another we're lockdown because someone rolled E and fucked a monkey while Sandstorm was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live like this. The cost of rent keeps going up, dude. I can't take another lockdown. Hey, Parker, uh, look look at it this way. I mean, it's possible that's what happened, but it's also possible that two different people in two different countries fucked the, the, the monkey with monkey pox while Sandstorm was playing two different times. So, you know, just you never thought, thought of that. <laughs> that monkey gets around. <laughs> the monkey gets exiled. Like, right, stay out. And he's like, all right, well, <laughs> looky, looky, Miss Cookie. What do we got here? <laughs> That's how it spreads. <laughs> hey, Which, uh, um, no, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it's it is stealing the Dave Chappelle bit, but who fucks a monkey and then fucks people? Like, it's a legitimate <laughs> question. The man asked it a decade ago, but it it begs asking. We still haven't worked this out. Yeah, we never got to the bottom of this. Yeah. 
Much to consider. <laughs> oh, wow, breaking news, a Thor trailer. Anyways, Chris, what'd you watch? Hey, uh, breaking news, we actually have one more jerk of the week, because I, uh, I just got a, uh, a last-second call from Shenron, who uh, needs me to get rid of these Dragon Balls almost, right now. I almost did a literal spit take, oh my fucking god, how dare you? Oh, guys, guys, it's okay, it's okay. It's, uh, cause, He's uh, gonna say it to me. Sh- well, no, no. Shenron is uh is greatly diminishing his powers because I haven't powered him up by watching all my assignments yet. So I can only assign each of you guys one movie for this. So uh it's cool. It's oh, gonna be nice and simple. Great. Uh Parker, you want yours first or should I give Chris his first? Let's hear it. Give me mine. Alright. So uh I know you're a fan of uh a lot of the things that were involved in this, and I know that uh Oh, you've no. enjoyed some of the biopics you've been assigned in the past, such Uh-oh. as the Marcel Marceau one. So, uh, <laughs> with shoes on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, of course. So you're gonna watch uh, uh, the James Franco's Charles Bukowski uh, biopic starring Josh Peck as Charles Bukowski. <sighs> that's <laughs> that's so much to take in. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's good in it, right? Like, yeah. Hey, I'll let you know, man. Yeah. I'll let yeah, you sounds know. good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. You had to know this was coming for you. You had to know that this was going to come back and blow up in your face at some point in the future. Chris, you're going to have to answer for your crimes and watch Marmaduke. The 2022 version. The what? what? Wait. Oh, did you not know <laughs> no. that there's a new Marmaduke? Hang on a second. Well... Yeah, this James Franco movie sounds good. I think I'll check it out. (laughs) I can't. Oh, Pete Davidson, you like him, right? No, come there. That's and here you thought Netflix is going down the toilet. Good news, buddy. (laughs) What on earth? It's not man's best friend. It's man's biggest friend. (laughs) 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 Wait, it's it's got J.K. Simmons in it. All right, I'm good. No, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, it's Wait. in Netflix. And, oh, it's 0% based on 9 reviews. <laughs> that looks uh, really good. good. Really good animation, too. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, yeah. I know that you like movies for, for babies, so I figure uh, this is right up your alley. How is this 90 minutes? <laughs> Top review. Oh, dear God in heaven, make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow, wow, wow. I can't believe this is real. Wow. You know what's good? Because uh, Netflix bought it this year and then released a trailer in April and then put it out a month later. You can tell they had a lot of of hype behind it. (laughs) Announced for release in the second quarter of 2019. It's probably good that they held out. They're all COVID and then went, I don't know, will you buy this from us? And they went, yeah, sure. And then released it a month later. Probably (laughs) really good. This is like the craziest thing to me because I assume Marmaduke is a somewhat popular comic strip because it's it's been in so many different newspapers people someone must go for it but didn't that die like 20 30 years ago who's still alive that's a great question are you on the are you on the wikipedia for it now uh yeah i am can you do me just one favor and click on the director and tell me what else he directed okay one moment here it'd really Uh, make me happy if you did that I clicked on the wrong thing. Just <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> well, uh, Parker, I have to say there are three different directors here. Because uh, it was Always co-directed by Phil Nibblink. That's not a real name. You're going to click Lee on our good friend, Mark. Mark A.Z. DePay. Yeah, I just want you to click on that and just tell me what that top sentence says. Oh. 
he also did Spawn. Yeah, your favorite movie, right? His directorial yeah. debut. He also oh, you can watch this with your dad, Ben. Spawn. He also did three different Garfield movies. Well, uh-huh. The uh, Reef 2. Who even knew? Not this guy. <laughs> he did Michael Jackson's Halloween, which was released in 2017, which makes me think... Um, Wait, it's an animated... Wait a second, what the fuck is this? I was like, wait, he died wait, way what? before that, right? Am yeah, I crazy? Exactly. Yeah, this is... It's a one-hour animated television special. It's... Who who plays Michael Jackson? Uh, I, I don't know who plays Michael Jackson, but he is in the... Uh, he's in this. Oh, Bubbles, no, it's voice voiced using... by Brad Garrett. Oh, yeah. my God. What? Michael Jackson How? voices himself using music in archival recordings. So, uh, what else? Oh, he also did Frankenfish. Okay, that could be a future episode. I kind of want to watch this Michael Jackson yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a fucking nightmare. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, yeah. next week's episode. <laughs> oh, Lucy Liu is in this. Boy. Oh, there you go. As conformity. Wait, are we talking about Marmaduke still, or uh, the Michael Jackson thing? The Michael Jackson thing. I think the Michael Jackson thing is more important to us. I, I don't know. I'm imagining Lucy Liu as conformity the dog, and it's doing a lot for me. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe... I, this whole segment has ruined my life in some way. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's the worst day of my life, but it's it's in the running. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh boy. That, well, well, it's okay. The Dragon Balls are gone. They can't hurt you anymore. Well, it's fine. Yeah, until next season. All I right. Mean, unless well, somebody finds them all. But, right. Uh, again. Know. What are the odds? Yeah, what are the odds? Okay. Well, uh, let's get into what we watched recently. I watched something we all can enjoy. It's called the Marmaduke. live action... No. The live action <laughs> adaptation of an anime OVA called... Rikio, the story of Ricky. Oh, oh my goodness. Alex, what a film. <laughs> what a film. Dude, Alex, if you have not seen this yet, I'm going to tell you right now, don't even bother watching the OVA. Uh, okay. Just watch Rikio, the story of Ricky. It is astonishing. So, I guess anime to live action has never really worked out, or maybe it has, and I just don't know. I guess, like, Speed Racer is a good example. Uh, whatever. Uh, if that's your best example, it really says everything. Well, I can't. Yeah, exactly. I can't even think of like the other ones off the top. of Oh my no, head. who doesn't love the live action Fist of the North Star? Oh yeah, oh. yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, well, right. Anyway, so I I watched the OVA. I was like, wow, that's actually pretty good. Uh, pretty gruesome. Uh, no way they'll recreate that in the live action. Oh no, it's so much gorier, dude. <laughs> Man, watched that on I, YouTube like eight years yeah. ago, and it was an incredible night. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's so incredible. Also, I made sure to watch this in the dub version, uh, so definitely do that. It is worth your time. I You will never see another movie quite like this. Uh, you'll see several OVAs that are like this, but uh, I think it's like the closest I've come to like a violence jack that I can like show to other people with pride. Ricky on the story, Ricky, I think, is fairly <laughs> well-known. Uh, a lot of people seem to talk about this like, oh my gosh, this is uh, something everyone's like... You pull other people into a room like, dude, you gotta see this. Uh, it, it's like borderline future episode. I, I don't know if I would uh, put it into that category because it, I guess I just had a little too much fun during it. Like, you can make fun of it, sure, but I think the movie kind of knows just how dimwitted it is. 
Uh, it's it is quite a lot of fun. What's the, the plot? Uh, Ricky is a guy who gets arrested and thrown into prison, which is led by the four, what was it the four baddest dudes in prison. Uh, <laughs> And uh, turns out he's also really, really tough. He's like uh, Ken from Fist of the North Star. He can like punch holes in people's bodies, and he does several times. Uh, so he he works his way through the prison, defeating bad guys and helping the innocent. And uh, the warden visits. I want to talk about the warden's son, Parker. Who is that guy? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm itching to rewatch this now. Yeah, oh that my was God, back dude. in the sink tube days in a fucking Skype group chat. That was a magical <laughs> time in my yeah, life. Dude. That was dude, a the, good evening. <laughs> the warden son is my favorite part of the movie. He's like this fat man-child guy with practically has like a propeller beanie and like an oversized lollipop and like the suspenders. Hey. <laughs> I think uh, he's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, and <laughs> he literally was, is like skipping along, going la la la. <laughs> Just, <laughs> he's a huge friggin'. He's, I. I I couldn't keep my eye off this guy. I don't even remember him in the OVA. I don't think he's a part of it. I think he's a new addition where they're just like, yeah, let's just do that. So uh, I don't know if they ever made the sequel to it because I did see uh, Ricky O2 where he goes looking for his brother or something like that. And it's, it's like not quite as good. Yeah, definitely write down Ricky O, the story of Ricky. That's one I think you would have a very good time with. All right. Uh, another one, which I wouldn't be surprised if you've already seen. Uh, it's it's uh, fairly well known. It's Cape Fear, the 1999 one by uh, Martin Scorsese. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, this one's on the list, believe it or not. And the original is not, which uh, was kind of alarming to me. This movie is uh, pretty interesting. So it's got Nick Nolte in like kind of like a straight role. He's like kind of a normal person. And uh, our old boy, uh, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Robert, uh, no, uh, sorry, there's a tickling back in my throat. Robert De Niro. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, come on. There you go. Get it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like one of those ones in the back of my throat. No, it feels fine. Okay, because I thought the other Alex gave me COVID for a second. Okay, uh, so Cape Fear has Robert Downey Jr. is directed by Martin Scorsese. Nick Nolte is in it. And I was uh, a little surprised by uh, how many big names are in it. This has so many guys in it. I think it was right around the time where Joe Don Baker showed up. Uh, that I that I, uh, texted Parker was like, how does this have so many guys in here? They gotta reach like a guy threshold, and it's entertaining. And I was having a really good time, and I was like, I can follow it, and I understand where they're going with the revenge plot. I'm not describing the plot because I think most people know Cape Fear, uh, even though I only just watched it for the first time. I want to talk about the ending though, because it seems like a lot of people think that the ending sucks. I don't know that it sucks. In fact, there's something I kind of like about it, but. What I think really sucks is where uh, Robert De Niro is drowning, and it looks like he's, uh, I, I think he's speaking in tongues or something like that, and it's just so silly and over the top that I, I just had too much trouble taking it seriously. I didn't mind the, the fact that he was having, on that houseboat, he was having like some sort of a imaginary conversation with a judge. That makes sense. You would play that conversation over and over in your head for 25 years. That I can totally buy. Everything else, I the speaking in tongues part was just too silly for me. But uh, other than that, I actually did think it was a pretty well-made movie. It just feels like it's more of a Sam Raimi movie, like with the quick zooms and everything, and the, and the way the performances and every and the lighting. It this feels like a lost Sam Raimi movie. Uh, I don't know. I I do like it though. I think it's pretty good. What do you guys think of Cape Fear? It does not feel like a Scorsese movie at all. 
As someone yeah. who's seen like four of them, but still, oh, I mean, okay. I feel pretty as, as somebody that's seen considerably more than four, you're not wrong. Right? Yeah. That is, you know what? I respect people for trying stuff. Sometimes it doesn't work, and sometimes it works just well enough that you can talk about it with your boys on a podcast. Like it's, it's, it's a weird movie, but yeah. I think it's like good weird. Oh yeah, I I agree. I it's also like a real movie. Like you put it down, and it's not like. I'll just have this on the background. It's one of those things where you want to focus on it and you want to think right. things through. It's it's engaging in that way. I also want to say, this isn't really Scorsese's fault. Like, he didn't want to direct this. Someone brought him the script, he read it over, he's like, oh, this is awful, I don't want to do this. And uh, I think it was Steven Spielberg actually told him, no, really, you, you should give this one a try. I don't think I can do it, but I think you can. I think this is the one that he directed right after Goodfellas. So coming off out of that, it was like, okay, why not? Go ahead and remake the one with Robert Mitchum, who, by the way, shows up in this. As does uh, Gregory Peck, who's uh, barely alive. It's a, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. I don't know that I'd call it great, though. In fact, uh, if anyone else had directed it, I don't know, maybe I would have been kinder to it. If, like, if Sam Raimi's name had turned up on this, I probably would be kinder to it. But you can't really compare this to, like, Goodfellas or or some of his other ones. That being said, it's like, I'm not really sure how I feel about Scorsese. I think I like almost everything he does, but, like, a lot of his hits I, I don't really go for. Like, I don't really like Taxi Driver that much, uh, but I love Goodfellas. And but you love Joker. Yeah, Taxi I Driver was too political. Yeah, uh, yeah Taxi Driver is... Both old. slammed heads trying yeah. to get to the same punchline. <laughs> <laughs> No, Chris just show. doesn't like Taxi Driver because of uh, what it caused to happen to his boy, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> when did Ronald Reagan become my boy? Anyway. Ask your dad, dude. I don't know. He's not mine. I'm sick of people saying... My dad always says that, by the way. Just a quick effort. My dad will say, "Is like, oh, your little buddy showed up the other day. I was like, who the fuck is my little buddy? I always have like a million ladies. He's like, oh, you know, Beerly. I'm like... I never even liked that guy. Why is he going to be my little buddy? And he laughs just like Alex just did. So. It's, it's an evergreen joke. Anytime you refer to somebody as your boy, when yeah. it's clearly not their boy, it right. always works. Yeah, okay. Like, 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 drop a your boy Trump on some country club Republicans. Oh, like, they, fuck. they, they fucking go wild when you right, do that yeah, shit. Yeah. Actually, I voted for Ron Paul, so. <laughs> I wrote in Evan McMuffin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else did I watch? I, uh, I rewatched the first season of X-Men, the animated series, because uh, background noise while working. I was going to ask never... why you were watching that. I guess you know, background noise makes sense. Yeah, it's that, that is a show where like if you pay attention for the first three episodes, you're like, wow, that's pretty good. And then after that, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's Cyclops is talking about that is one of the first cartoons I really remember liking. I remember my brother and I used to think it was so cool, and he liked Wolverine, and I liked Cyclops. Boy, did he come out on top. Cyclops oh, what is what a, a dork. Hey, yeah, fucking wood. Yeah. At yeah. least you didn't like Gambit, dude. It could always be worse. Well, <laughs> I didn't have no idea. But he did he like Cape Fear, so you figure oh, that man, out. That's, that's a good point. Actually, I'll no. Say, okay, I'll so say, I'm going to throw I, my playing cards yeah. at your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought De Niro's accent was kind of silly. I, the Scorsese thought it was really creepy. It was not really. Uh, we'll but, get to some accents. So anyway, <laughs> I remember watching it, and the one thing I didn't like about the show, and it kind of ruined it for me when I was a kid, is that I couldn't really understand what was going on. It was one of the first serialized cartoons where one episode would lead to another, and it was supposed to be watched in order. And of course, the network never aired the episodes in order, except in like 1992. At that time, I was only two years old, so I wasn't watching that. Uh, so I remember it was one of my favorite shows to watch with my dad, so I could ask him, Dad, what does that word mean? Or, or who's that character? Or how does that lead into that? And 
maybe my dad is like a secret nerd or something because he understood a lot of that show. Was, I was like, I, th- I remember asking him, Dad, who's the most powerful of the X-Men? Is it Wolverine or is it Cyclops? Please tell me it's Cyclops. He was like, it's actually Jean Grey because she's the Phoenix. And I was like, what? What? what is that? He was just like, oh, well, in the, in the original oh. story, I was like, oh my God, I guess my dad actually... Actually, it's Rogue because she can steal everybody's powers. So Maybe. actually, she has all of them. So that's a weird thing for for Rogue. I still don't quite understand her, and I hope the show will explain. Apparently, one Mystique, the the blue one from the new ones. I, I didn't watch the new ones, but I, that's a Jennifer Lawrence character. Apparently, Mystique is her mom. Make a note of that. I did not know that. Go ahead, assign it to me. Apparently, those are good. And uh, what uh, is Brian? What, excuse me. What has Brian Singer ever done wrong? Okay. Anyway, we, uh, can, can we give him the one with no special effects? Is that God still <laughs> out that there? Possible. Oh, man. Which one was that? Was that Days of Future Past? Oh, that was X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you gonna Are you gonna change Marmaduke to that? <laughs> no, absolutely not. You're Damn. watching Marmaduke, bitch. All right, great. Uh, anyway, she also so she can absorb anyone's power. Okay, that makes sense. But she also has super strength, and she can fly, and she's indestructible. I'm like, wait a second. How did how did she get those? And I lo- had to look it up on Wikipedia, and apparently she absorbed those from Miss Marvel. And I don't know who that is. So I, at that point, I don't know if I'm going to continue watching the show because nothing makes sense to me anymore. That's all right. We'll watch Captain Marvel together. You'll have a good time. Okay. You like Brie Larson, right? Yeah, yeah I know who that is. Is Stanley in that one? He will be. He sure is. <laughs> <laughs> one of the last he ones. Was he really? Oh, man. Going out on a That was the night. one came in that made me laugh, because that movie takes place in the 90s, and he's on the bus reading the script from Mallrats, and I felt seen oh, for the first well. time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that well, they speaking... threw the Mallrats reference to a billion-dollar movie really did a lot for me. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of going out on a high note, uh, did we all watch Jackass 4.5? Yes, I didn't, but you can talk about it. It's oh. fine. I'm gonna watch it this week. I just was busy. So I, I it kind of feels Watching like Morbius. <laughs> it kind of feels like the hot take that's been floating around the internet for Jackass 4.5 is that it's better than the theatrical version. I do not agree with that. No, I think the theatrical no, version is no. a lot better than 4.5. That's this is actually my first point five movie, and. It's not like I've seen the theatrical version like multiple times, but like I remember it decently well enough. I remember what worked and why it worked. In 4.5, every single sketch that I watch is just like, I can see why this was cut. It's not just for like, because some of them are like, maybe they run a little too long. Some of them are just, it's not the best footage. It's just not quite as funny. Like, it doesn't seem to go anywhere. Uh, it is still very funny. I, I do highly recommend 4.5. There are some really, really great moments in there. There's a whole lot of dicks. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's really just not as good as the theatrical version. There are some key moments that I do like. Uh, Dark Shark on the plane, I thought was very very funny. Turns out, ending. <laughs> yeah, turns out Dark Shark is afraid of a whole lot of things, but none quite as much as flying. <laughs> he's more scared when he's in like the air tunnel in the credits. Yeah, he's holding on for dear life. I did like that uh, Nox was like, no, we love Aaron. Yeah, he's a little annoying sometimes, but he always gets great footage. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's like, Aaron's great in this movie. Not on purpose, but he's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that uh, previously I'd said that Rachel Wolfson could be the natural replacement for Knoxville because she's definitely the funniest. And I will say... While that comes across in 4.5, where she's very easily the funniest, like she is really, really quick witted, 
I, I don't know if that would translate because what Knoxville says, he's writing a lot of the ideas through there. So I don't know if she's ever like thought in that sort of way. I don't know if there is such a thing as a natural replacement for John Knoxville besides, I guess, Jeff, Jeff Tremaine or something like that. And he doesn't want to be on camera. I will say Pontius is hysterical, too. That guy is also... I think he's just so much more naturally talented at just, like, coming up with the intros for all the skits and everything. And it does show that it's not that easy, because they, they ask Wee Man to do it, and Wee Man is just so bad. <laughs> Look, she's funny, but she doesn't have the obsession with old-timey Hollywood and also Looney Tunes. That's a good point. That man she, yeah. <laughs> loves 1930s MGM movies more than anyone I've ever met, including you. Yeah. <laughs> he and I could have a conversation. Uh, but yeah, Jackass 4.5 was pretty good. Uh, Parker, did you have any moments that really stood out to you? Um, one thing I did notice was every time Poopies went to fist bump or high five someone, he always did the wrong thing. If they fist bumped, <laughs> he tried to shake their hand. If they went for a handshake, like Steve-O goes for an elbow and he fist bumps his elbow. It happens like three or four times. <laughs> it's very funny and not on purpose. Yeah, as it turns out, Alex, he wasn't faking those wrong answers on the Dum Dum game. He's not. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> um, I'd love that Like they shot for a day and then had to shut down for COVID. And it really puts into perspective, like... That man went through COVID protocols just to get his dick and balls wrecked by a pogo stick. That's just an <laughs> extra level of respect. Like, man I mean, sat there and got wrecked. swabbed, all that stuff, just to, all right, guys, you're clear to go in. Cool. All right, now turn off the lights and lock the doors. <laughs> Into the frying pan room you go. <laughs> like, you couldn't pay me to do any of this shit. <laughs> Like, I like the Eric Andre talking about, like, man, I grew up, I was like, oh, I love these guys, this is so awesome, and then that moment of, like, wait, no, this fucking sucks, I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get, and the thing is, we've talked about this before, is what makes it work is the camaraderie. These people are all very, very funny together, and it works because they all feel like they're part of the group, except for Preston. But, like, in that moment, there's a whole lot of, like, things where I could say, yeah, uh, I would say no to, I guess, every single sketch. Like, I, yeah, I like genuinely can't think of any of them do. Like, all yeah. these that weren't good enough to make the movie, still under no circumstances. Right. Absolutely not. I have yeah, to say... because you can't um, just be, I want to be the one who fires the tennis ball at the elephants. <laughs> the opening beach <laughs> montage with the shot of the POV, him just holding his fist out and running straight out of it, punching him in the face. <laughs> it's so funny. It's not even clever, it's just... Like an F, <laughs> just walking with his fist outstretched right into his fucking face. It really is the simplest things in these movies that make me laugh. Yeah. Well, uh, 4.5 is good. Alex, uh, it's worth it. One of the other great things on Netflix, alongside Marmaduke 2022. Absolutely. And uh, last one that I watched here. I don't know if this counts as a great American movie, but it's something that everyone grew up with and people always talk about, and I never saw it until tonight. Marmaduke. This is Doubtfire. Oh, I, uh, wow. How does that work in 2022? I watched that movie a hundred times as a kid because we had it on VHS, but... Really? It is, it's been a good 20 years. See, like, it's always... It, I have to admit, like, watching it, I was kind of like, wow, kids grew up with this? Because it's PG-13, and it's it's a little bit more 13. I was surprised at some of the jokes that they were uh, getting away with. Uh, but that being said, uh, for the most part, it works. Uh, I guess, like, when you say, does how does it hold up today? 
there's probably a conversation that will happen on a different podcast about transphobia um, in in this movie. I will say that there are some moments. Uh, it's because he's not even trans; he's just like cross-dressing, and he's only doing that so he can see his kids. Uh, there is one Insane. moment where he. It, there is one moment that it was uh, kind of uh, intriguing to me because he fakes her out first, right? He's like, oh, I'll, I'll call up as all these fake nannies and really set the bar low so she'll hire me. And one of them, she says, uh, uh, he pretends that he used to, he's a female nanny who used to have a penis and, and she immediately hangs up. And you're just like, oh, well, that that would be a cut joke today. I, before I go any further, I just want to say about this that I... Uh, all the performances are good. Like, everyone talks about Robin Williams in this, and for good reason. He's obviously very talented, but Sally Field is spectacular. Like, she is really, really good. All the kids are good. Even Mara Wilson is good. And uh, when it comes to Robert Williams, you always feel like there's a cop off screen with, like, a megaphone or something. Mr. Williams, Mr. Williams, keep whipping. Under no circumstance are you to stop whipping immediately. He has a trillion bits in this movie. It's all he does. He's just constantly riffing. He's, he is exploring the space, you know? And I don't even think that's bad. I think it's good. I think even when he does, like, he just a, a fucking song from uh, the, the Matchmaker song or whatever with Harvey Firestein. you're like... Oh my god, I mean, that scene. Yeah. Holy Jesus. Yeah. That poor man has to make yeah. him, like, 15 different latex masks <laughs> so he can do more bits. Yeah, he's just doing all these different bits. By the way, Harvey Firestein, really, really good in this. He's really funny. Uh, it, it just felt like he... I, I understand. I Like, I read what he was doing, and it was kind of like the Aladdin thing, where they would do, like, 15 to 20 takes. It's like, okay, and now I'm going to do this different riff. Uh, and now I'm doing this riff. And he was just doing that for everything. It's like, but this doesn't feel like the character anymore. This feels like uh, Robin Williams just riffing, baby. And Yep. I think that's a little bit of a problem because it sort of takes me out of the movie. It doesn't mean he's not funny because a lot of the time he is very, very funny. He tells a lot of jokes that I think really work. And a lot of them uh, don't work. <laughs> uh, is it a classic? I guess so. Uh, I will say here's like a big thing for me. Um, I, I come from a Catholic household and uh, my mom in particular uh, was very, very Catholic and she looked down on divorce. She... She would not entertain the thought at all. And to see this movie, that doesn't... I don't know if it portrays divorce in a positive light or even a necessary light, but it portrays it in a non-negative light. And I thought that was actually really helpful for children who are going through divorce to watch. You know, like, at the end of the day, this isn't your fault that your dad is dressing up like an old woman. It's... It's really, uh, your parents, they just don't love each other anymore, but they still love you. And it's still possible to make things work in some way. And it doesn't end in, like, the typical Hollywood movie where, by the way, the music is the schmaltziest thing you've ever heard. It feels like a Spielberg thing. Uh, it doesn't end with him getting back with Sally Field. They realize they, they just can't work together, but they can work with their kids, and that's not so bad. And I, I think that's, like, a really, really positive way. And I think that ending is what really brought it up really high for me. I think it's it's I think it's great for that. So uh what got it up for me was uh Pierce Brosnan is the hot boyfriend. Oh okay. <laughs> that's just <laughs> me personally. Yeah. Uh, there's two insane things about this movie. One, two hours long. Absolute oh, yeah, insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. Right. The second thing 
1993 money grows $400 million. That is fucking bananas. I'm telling you, Robin Williams was on top of the world. And like I said, like I can't imagine this movie's good. I've seen it 50 times easily, if not closer to 100. This was one of like the few movies that we didn't just like tape off TV. We actually like owned it. Mm-hmm. I've seen this, Ace Ventura, and Austin Powers, and Wayne's World 1 about 100,000 times. <laughs> if I put this on today, I bet I could still quote half of it, despite not seeing it since I was like 11. It was I, on heavy rotation. And I, I, I did like that. I did like that Harvey Firestein's boyfriend was called Aunt Jack. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the cornerstone in the uh, why would I go back and ruin these memories. Like this is at the top of that list of like, I, what am I going to get out of going back and not enjoying this? Why would that, I do okay, that to that's myself? Fair. That, that, that's, that's, that's like fair. a number one. Of like I will never watch this again. There's no yeah. need to. I had a great time. Yeah. That being said... I think it's a good movie. I think that this is uh, regarded as a classic for a reason. And I, you know what? I didn't know the message about divorce. I thought that it was like, oh, it's just Robin Williams. He's that wacky guy in the geeks. He dresses up as an old woman. It's like, <laughs> no, it's there, there's like a real message here. And is it kind of rushed at the end? Yeah, I, I, I guess so. But I, I don't know. I, I thought that was like a really nice, positive message. Uh, and again, the performances are really good. I was uh, very happy with Sally Field in particular. I... I was shocked by how good she was. Uh, all right, Alex, what did you watch? Oh, oh, okay, never mind. Um, give me a second. I was gonna. I was about to follow up on that. But oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. You, no, 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 no. It threw me off. I'm it, sorry. Wait, it was it about divorce? No, 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 no. Personal? It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I it partially yes. I mean, I had something to say about that. But it's okay hey, that you ruined the episode, Chris. Yeah, Don't worry I, about I, it. It's totally uh, fine. Again, yeah. Jeez. This is the problem with me not having my camera on. I get it. Like, you can't it's, tell. It's... I'm not sitting here waving my hand up and down like, please pick me, pick me. <laughs> um, no, uh, to speak to those two points, um, both about, you know, Robin Williams in general and also about the divorce thing. Like, uh, I have always found Robin Williams extremely tedious. Like, uh, e- e- Parker, you know how we talk about Popstar, where it's just a movie that's just, like, relentless with jokes. And even if you only laugh at one of the, like, one every ten, like, you're fine. Absolutely. Like, Robin Williams to me is like the bad version of that where it's like there's so many jokes that like even if one's funny I don't get a chance to laugh at it because another joke is just happening so like stuff like this um like I I agree with a lot of what Chris said about like this being a good movie like I have positive memories of this movie on like something like say Flubber oh yeah uh, Flubber's not good (laughs) I I mean it's that's a movie I haven't seen in 25 years but uh my memory of it is also like wow this sucked yeah and uh um the divorce thing's definitely important. Like, you know, as the only child of divorce on this podcast, like, I, I I kind of get all that, but also, like, on another level, like, if my mom divorced Robin Williams, I would totally understand. Because, uh, <laughs> could you fucking imagine every day you come down, you haven't had your coffee yet, and he's just, like, on the table doing a little dance? Like, oh <laughs> Why are my there God. 30 people in my house dancing to House of Pain? I just got home from work. You fucking, why is there a donkey in here? Get out of my house. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Oh, uh, yeah. So I I hadn't finished the movie yet. I had watched the first hour and a half. Can you imagine saying that about a fucking Robin Williams? It's movie? insanity. And I went out to Korean barbecue with my friends. I told them, oh, I'm watching uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. And they said, oh, how do you like it? I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. And uh, my friend Nair, she says, uh, 
Well, you know, I kind of thought that they missed a, a really good point here. How come uh, Robin Williams is putting in all this effort as the nanny, but he wasn't putting in as the father? I'm like, well, they're going to address that at the end of the movie, right? And she's like, eh, well, you know. So <laughs> I, they don't do that. I thought that was, like, really obvious. It was just like, I, I thought it was, like, one of those, like, learning things. Like, huh, maybe if I think more like someone who's going to take care of my kids, you know, someone, huh, maybe I'll take care of my kids more. That sort of thing. I, you just I don't, don't get to do bits when you're a dad. Like, yeah, it's different. I, I guess that's I guess that's what it is. Uh, I will say that I have, I guess, the opposite perspective of Robin Williams is that I mostly like his stuff. And I've seen a lot of stuff where I think he's uh, just wonderful. And I think he's also very good in uh, dramatic roles. Obviously, Goodwill Hunting is the one that comes to mind. However, I've seen him in so many bad movies where he is part of the reason that it's so bad that I... It's not necessarily that I'm... I'm not saying I understand why he killed himself. What I'm saying is that I... <laughs> Now skip. I, yeah, <laughs> I would never. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that people keep saying this. Like, oh no, he was depressed. But it was like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure the first one that it was autoerotic asphyxiation is the real one, and people just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's like Harry. Uh, it's like Harry Fisher and the drugs. Anyway, uh, yeah, don't watch Jack. You're not gonna like that one. What else was he oh. in that was awful? Oh, Patch Adams. Oh God. Uh, I'm realizing I, I feel I've not seen a lot of Rob Williams movies that aren't yeah. Aladdin. Yeah. yeah, I feel I, I've revealed a great vulnerability for next year's Game of Games. Yeah, like, I, I don't uh, like Robin Williams. Like, this is I, a mistake. I'm 90% <laughs> sure I saw Flubber, but I might also just be thinking about seeing the trailer. Like, I don't Dude, know, my mom would remember. Because I guarantee Dude. if she saw it in the theater, she'll never forget it. You, you've seen a Chips Ahoy that. commercial, right? That's true. Then you've I seen saw half of Dead Poets Society in a class when it was the end of the semester. We taken our finals. Does that count? <laughs> it feels so stupid to show that. Wait, in which half? The first half. Uh, I was going to say before all the bad <laughs> the stuff. The second happened. half is way funnier. Yeah. <laughs> like damn, I should just like here you go. I'm not rewinding. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry. That's enough, for Robin Williams. Alex, what did you watch? That actually did remind me. We uh. We had a fucking shop teacher in high school that, uh, like, the last day before spring break, his thing was he'd always just play Christmas Vacation on repeat, but he wouldn't, like, start it over when a new class came in. So you'd just come into wherever you were at in Christmas Vacation. That's a good bit. So it always there would always be, like, 30 extra people just, like, cutting other classes to hang out and watch Christmas Vacation. <laughs> but but you'd, you'd come in, and there's, like, 18 people in the room that are halfway through this movie. It's like, well, I guess I'm not sitting in my seat today. All right. Whatever. Bro, I've seen, like, three Robin Williams movies. And one of them's AI. <laughs> <laughs> Woof, dude. Wait, you've seen AI, Aladdin, Mrs. Doubtfire a hundred times. What are you missing? Oh, you I did see Good Happy Home. Feet. I guess that counts. Oh, yeah, well, in that case. Oh, wait. Sure. Wait, you've seen Fern Gully. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the other it's, movie it's, where it's, he raps. Okay, so you've seen three of his movies of your own volition. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch Death to Smoochie a hundred years ago. <laughs> no, I have not seen that. Oh, that reminds me. They're showing the birdcage at the Alamo, which, uh... Cool. Yeah, you know what? I'll just say it. Jumanji fucking sucks. <laughs> I Thank you. I, I didn't, Thank I did, you. That movie's I ass. I didn't watch Jumanji, so... It's it's not good. Yeah. It, I, I don't know why people liked it so much when we were kids. And you know what? The board game's not fun either. It's yeah, those, the board it's game doesn't like, look like it's fun. It's literally, like, the complexity of Sorry. Like, there's, you don't do anything. You just, so like, roll the dice and you move around the board. Yeah. yeah, I mean, bro, I went to daycare for years. Like, we didn't have a lot of options. Ugh. 
Right. And if anybody ever brought one in, the other fucking daycare kids would tear it apart like a pack of hyenas. You know how many times I got to bring Mousetrap to daycare? Once, dude. <laughs> and oh. then, like, three of my traps were gone. Yeah. <laughs> All my fist fight is gone. gone. <laughs> Anyone assigns me Hook or Jack... I'm flying out there and fighting you. I'm yeah, first of all, you. Hook is pretty good. Jack is one of the worst ones, dude. Jack is tough. I don't believe him. Look at the flight prices right now. Let's do oh, it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you know if this promotion goes through. I might not have any vacation time for ever. We'll see. You gotta get you a work from home job. Then I can watch Happy Feet too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alex, uh, for the eighth time, what'd you watch? Alright, so it's time finally to give the people what they want. Because, uh, you know, some days you're just, like, hanging out and trying to relax, uh, just chilling in bed. You see somebody hop into a Discord server you're in and post, Hey, uh, I'm gonna watch Morbius. I'm gonna be streaming it in this channel if anybody wants to hop in and watch. And, like, I see that, I'm like, why would I want to watch it over Discord? And I can just download the 1080p version and watch it on my big TV. And then, like, 45 minutes later, you just see them post, like, ha, 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 what the fuck at this chase scene? It's like, oh, we're at the good part. Yeah. So I watched the second half of Morbius again. Yeah. <laughs> he gets to see Let him dance t- again. <laughs> Dude, that's just what I was about to bring up. Because uh, knowing that scene is coming, watching it with people who don't know it's coming, it is... I literally, like, like I'm I'm going to download this in the highest quality I can find it just to make reaction GIFs of the dancing scene. Like, that is <laughs> how good that scene is. Like, I just want to see fucking Yellow Cyclone screaming about his bills or his redskins and just post, like, fucking Matt Smith and vampire makeup, like, pointing at the camera. Like, and, dude... It'll be like monster face. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be like it'll be like when Sauce got really into Hamilton and starting responding to everything Gears said with with Hamilton gifts, except even stupider. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> Just being able to to turn that on, knowing full well, like you're getting blasted in the face with uh. Uh, Matt Smith breaking him out of prison and then the flying scene like it's just <laughs> god this feels like something Andre would do it's just Dude, like, Morbius I know exactly it's the new Rondo gift so <laughs> I just I, I am I'm pretty sure I made this joke on the Morbius episode but like having watched that scene again I have to make it again when Matt Smith is just running at him while he's discovering how to fly, it's the most chosen one! I'm coming! (laughs) Because it cuts back to Matt Smith's slow-mo running with the vampire face like seven times before he takes flight. (laughs) Dude, Morbius is perfect. What a good film. And the bills go into prevent here and just like three different Morbius (laughs) gems. Just like all the sticker slots on the server are just gonna be Matt Smith dancing. It'll be fucking 47 of that, and then the need pick SpongeBob. <laughs> and the dog from the police chase. <laughs> just posting eight Morbius gifts, and then, you know, it prevents you from winning, just to make sure it ruins his day. <laughs> Oh man! We're I, never gonna let this go. This is gonna live on. This is gonna. We're dude, I, I literally movie. Like, like if some people listening might think that like this is just like a bit for me or for them, but no, I literally cannot stop thinking about Morbius. It is living rent free in my head. <laughs> and <laughs> as a vampire, 
It is one of the most powerful things I've ever seen in my life. Speaking of being a vampire. Uh-oh. All right. Uh-oh. Okay. So let me uh let me let me let me lead into this. You guys have seen American Psycho, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like what are your thoughts on that movie? Oh, well, from the last time <laughs> that I, I watched it and talked about it on this podcast, uh-huh. I get why it's popular. Uh it does nothing for me. I, I think it's another one of those examples, just like with Mother, where you watch it like, oh, I get it. In the first five minutes, and the rest of the movie is like, huh? Huh? How about that? Uh very good performance by Grisham Bale. Um I I can see why people think it's memorable, but you put it really well. It's like, it's that college movie, you know? That's one of the ones that everyone talks about. They have the poster of it in, in college. I think it's also, like, one of those movies where, like, a lot of the fans are just like, oh, this is the guy I really... I think it's that film bro thing where they watch, like, oh, I want to be like that guy. It's like, no, you don't. That guy sucks. So uh, I, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't think I like it. I think Parker likes it a little bit more than I do, and I know you don't like it very much at all. I, I yeah. saw that in college... I've liked it every time I've seen it, but I've always, around the two-thirds mark, I just start falling off. Like, That's everything funny. after the chainsaw in the hallway, I'm like, alright, let's get to it here. Let's wrap yeah. this up. Yeah. I always I enjoy, like, like, the first hour, and then I just fall off hard. <laughs> I don't know, I think there's something about when Christian Bale goes, oh, yes, it is, or something like that. He does some <laughs> silly face, and it, it makes me laugh. Like, that scene, the fucking Susudio scene cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> but I... I it, Freaking yeah, it, out over the business the card. The business card is the one that keeps coming back, and I, I don't know why. It's I think it's just a little bit funny. But, uh... Go ahead, Alex. So, Did you watch uh, the second one? Is there a second one? <laughs> Something like I, I hope not. Oh, no, I, I watched oh, it. Uh... Oh, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you have activated my trap card. Why, Let's see why who we draft this year. Yeah, I, I'm Joker sure it'll go well uh, for you like it does every year. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what if American Psycho, but like intentionally 50% funnier than it is? I'm and listening. also, instead of Christian Bale, it's late 80s nick cage have you guys seen vampires kiss i have not but i knew that's what you were going to say dude (laughs) i'd need to real bad so first first and foremost probably a future episode Mm -hmm. um not not i'm not positive just because like in terms of like plot elements like bouncing scene to scene like there's not a whole lot going on there's basically three scenes that keep repeating throughout the movie it's nick cage at his psychiatrist nick cage at his office job just berating the ever-loving shit out of his out of his assistant because she can't find some contract and uh nick cage like basically getting attacked by a vampire and thinking he's becoming one and just like wandering through the underlife or the underworld like pretending to be a vampire which is uh Man, it is a performance in all of the best possible ways. Because it's the characters, you know, it's supposed to be like this 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 unhinged, like, you know, fucking fashion magazine executive or whatever, who's like clearly having a mental breakdown. But his mental breakdown is like metastasizing as him hallucinating being turned into a vampire and then doing other vampire things. Except it's like strung out Nick Cage, so he's just screaming and yelling about how he's a vampire while he runs around with fake teeth in his mouth. It is patently absurd and knows it's absurd and like really, really works. Like, and I gotta, I gotta talk about Nick Cage's accent in this movie because it's really, it's one of two things. It's either Trump trying to do an impression of a British guy or a British guy trying to do a Trump voice. 
It is. <laughs> and he just talks that way the whole movie. It's like literally in the fucking Trump cadence, but just like it sounds like a shitty British accent at the same time. Wait, let me try. It's. We insane. don't have school shootings. We don't have any of them, love. Come to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is one of the ones where, like, everyone's seen, like, that Nick Cage meme video, right? The one where it's, like, Nick Cage freaks out. And one of the most well-known clips in there is where he's just running down the street going, I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! That's the one where everyone pauses, like, I want to see that one. You know? That, yeah. That's the one where I really want to see that one. <laughs> well, let me tell you. It fucking slaps, dude. Dude, they, it is. apparently they showed it at the Alamo. I missed out on it because it was on a Wednesday. Can you imagine seeing that on a big screen? <laughs> Unironically, no. But also, yes. <laughs> it just, it's... He's, like, genuinely so good in it. Because, like, only Nick Cage can dial up the crazy in this specific way. Like... There's, like, a scene where he eats a cockroach, and it's very clear when you're watching it. It's like, oh, he actually ate a cockroach for the scene. And he's genuinely uncomfortable with this. Like, later there's, like, a scene where he's, like, running around the park on all fours with his sunglasses on trying to catch a pigeon. And then he's just eating the pigeon in his apartment because he thinks he's a fucking vampire. Like, he creates, like, a coffin for himself, which is just his couch flipped over with a bunch of pillows under it. Like, it's... Again, I bring up the American Psycho thing for a reason. Because, like, American Psycho, for the most part, is a movie that's played straight, right? This is a movie that knows that you're supposed to think it's funny. And, like, even when it touches on, like, really uncomfortable things, like, a lot of, like, the workplace abuse stuff is, like, pretty uncomfortable to watch. But it's done in service of just this fucking unhinged character. So it's, like, impossible to get, like, bogged down in the hey, wait, this is kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It's like a really effective Crazy Guy performance. And I know for a fact both of you guys would have a great time with it. And I feel like at some point in the future, like, if neither of you watches it on your own, like, this is going to end up coming up for discussion for an episode. And it's a movie that we might talk about for 15 minutes, and we might just do the Nick Cage impression for another 45 on top of that. And I'm not sure how it would go, but, uh... Worth your time. Absolutely worth your time, especially if you're like me and really appreciate, like, good Nick Cage performances. Because, like, I know he's, like, kind of a meme now, and I'm, like, kind of out on the new Nick Cage stuff. But, like, what he did in, like, the late 80s and early 90s, it's, like, all fucking solid gold, dude. Mm -hmm. It's all so good. Yeah. All right, future episode. Deal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's been on the Cage list for as long as I can remember. Right. I'd rather see that than Moonstruck. Same. I'm sure I'm Moonstruck is very good, but uh, Vampire's Kiss is, just, for some reason, it's more appealing. I can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, with that, uh, Parker, what do you got for us? I didn't watch shit this week. <laughs> I watched uh, Jackass 4.5, which we talked about, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. And I watched a movie that my good friend Alex uh, nearly demanded that I watch called The <laughs> Dude. <laughs> right? That is a certified 2B TV banger, my friends. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. You did not undersell uh, the head explosions in this movie. Dude, there are so many. People blow the fuck up a whole lot. It is <laughs> yeah, incredibly good. It is a tight 90 minutes. And when you hear the plots like, 
Okay, so it's like Battle Royale, but it's assassins killing each other. What you don't realize is a good, like, half of the movie is like, ah, this assassin sees someone. Now they're going to fight to the death. Ah, one of them died. Cut to another scene. Ah, here's another assassin. <laughs> it's like a straight <laughs> 20 minutes of just being introduced to two characters and then they kill each other. It is very good. It is incredibly my shit. Would have liked a little bit more Scott Atkins, not going to lie to you, but that man... I- explodes so violently <laughs> you can't even be mad you can't be like wow i can't believe they wasted him in this role because like you say like all right they pull the pins and the grenades blow up you're like okay well i've seen a rambo movie no nah, there's just chunks everywhere <laughs> it is beautiful Ving rames must have been so happy to just get that script like yeah i'll shoot for two days and you're the coolest guy in the world and everyone thinks you're the coolest and then you shoot a guy at point blank range like yeah sure i'll take that um, learned afterwards that it's the same director who did a personal favorite directed DVD action film of mine, Final Score, which is just what if Batista was in sudden death, but it was at a soccer game instead. <laughs> I forgot absolute, about that one, dude. That movie's a banger. <laughs> a movie we discovered when I visited, and we kept seeing ads for it on the TV in the hotel room. <laughs> that movie fucking rules. It sure does. Uh, yeah, just. If you're into direct-to-DVD action shit, which I know three of you are, two of us are in this call, absolutely check it out. It's free on Tubi. It's 90 minutes, so on Tubi it's like two and a half hours. (laughs) Yeah. It's incredibly good, though. (laughs) A lot of... Like, it's very violent, but not, like, off-puttingly so. It's just that right amount. It's that Goldilocks amount, or, like, some good, satisfying head explosions, but not... It's not Ricky the story of Ricky. Yeah, like you watch that first scene in the fucking like slaughterhouse or whatever, and it's like, oh, there's like blood splashing everywhere. This might end up being a bit much, and then they dial it back, and you're good. It's like they show you. It's like, hey, uh, you know, we could do this to you, but we're not. So uh, you're welcome. Like you're in good hands here. Yeah, the movie opens with Ving Rhames baseball sliding into a bunch of blood to grab a shotgun and kill him in point blank range. It's pretty good. That's three and a half stars right there. Uh, yeah, absolutely gr- uh, great movie. Solid recommend. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely, and, uh, buddy. When you know, you know. Yeah. I, I would have skipped over that movie a hundred times, and I'm glad you brought it to my life. Now, uh, I think it's time to get Free Jacked, boys. All right. Free Jack. <laughs> uh, hey, Chris, what's is... Free Jack about? <laughs> okay, I think I can do that one. Uh, Free Jack is about Emilio Estevez, who is, uh-huh. I guess, a, is he a stock car driver? Is that what those are? Parker he's, he's, a, he's I'm asking Formula Parker. One. Formula. Okay, well, he's, Formula, Parker would like, not know anything about Steve. Europe, so I'm answering for him. Yeah, Appreciate no way. that. All right. Well, anyway, it's he looks like Rapid Roy, the stock car boy. And uh, he's going to, if he wins the big race, then he can uh, marry his girlfriend. And if he loses... Uh, I guess she's gonna kill him. I don't know. And uh, I he uh, he's in this race and he's uh, he's apparently he's doing really well. And then something goes wrong. I think he like hits someone's wheel, goes flying into the air, and his car hits I guess a bridge and explodes. And I hate to say, it, I laughed really really hard. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really it's funny. A real Mister Bill death. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> 
<laughs> it felt just I, like I, that, dude. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That was good. I didn't even watch Mr. Villa, but I just the way you don't that need it to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw like clips or something like that, but like just I the just, way he goes flying up there. But however, okay, get back to the story. Uh, I mean, do you yeah. remember? Do you remember when? Uh, <laughs> you remember when Chris Henry died, and there was that fucking gif of him jumping out of the back of the pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, it's a real uh, good game kid situation for Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, apparently, right before he dies in a fiery explosion, and his wife is like, "Oh, great!" Uh, someone from the future links into his neural network or something like that and Someone, pulls huh? his pulls his spirit but we'll get to that out of <laughs> that timeline and into the future which is like how many years in the future is this is it uh 2009 buddy yeah the insanity so this like movie came out in years? 1992 and they're like yeah in like less than 20 years we'll have time travel and the ability to insert your brain into the spiritual switchboard yeah, and also, like, New York is going to look like that. And also, this woman is Whoa. going to age by 17 years, and she's going to look as young as she did in 1992. Hold on, that's actually how it works. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm anyway, not saying the guy... that, that the world got turned into a post-apocalyptic wasteland because Obama got elected. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> the movie doesn't say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, the guy who pulled him out of that timeline is Mick Jagger, who gives one of the film's best performances... <laughs> i like the two or three scenes where he pretends to be american yeah I, I couldn't tell what was going on there i was like is it is it like one of those things where like british people sing songs and they sound american for a second it's like is he doing one of those secret techniques <laughs> <laughs> they made him sing his lines like using fucking hamilton <laughs> just to get something coherent out of him <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the thing about that guy is like I've never really understood how Mick Jagger could possibly be so confident. He's, he's not very good at anything. He's really also like it's kind of insane. Speaking of his looks, that he looks exactly the same in 1991 as he does like right now. Yeah, like the man. It, it's I would never in a million years claim that Mick Jagger has not aged. However, it's like he aged to a certain point and just stopped. And it's just been there for, like, three decades Yeah, now. but it's also, like, to, to use their guitarist uh, image there, it's like Keith Richards. Keith Richards still looks as hideous as he did in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is the advantage of being British. Yeah, like, maybe that's the British face, is that, like, you reach 68, and then you're just 68 for the rest of your life. The problem is that you reach 68 when you're like... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Mick Jagger throughout this whole movie. Billy Yesen is like, oh, you couldn't catch uh, you couldn't catch the clap of the whorehouse. Release the whorehouses, don't have pimps with Rudy Tooney Boyton shooties. Or at least our bloody skis don't look like Call of Duty. Oh, he did it! He did it! Good job! That was so close. <laughs> yeah, that's the keeper. That's the one we're keeping. That's All right, we're going to use that one. That one's better. <laughs> also, crucial note as we introduce the Mick Jagger character, that he drives around in, like, a bright pink tank. Yeah, I was going to say, what the fuck is he driving around? Is that, who's he hiding from? In Apparently, that the future has no need for camouflage. Like, yeah, so, so uh, the way the movie starts is you see, he, like, he's racing. Uh, Emilio Estevez is racing in 1992 in, like, I don't know, the same set from Red. And, uh, <clears throat> or Airborne, I don't know. And it's intercut with all these scenes. Uh, no. 
It's intercut with okay. actually yes. Anyway, it's intercut with all these scenes of like these big tanks and like other cars that look like they were sort of built together out of like Lego. Like oh, this is my Lego badass vehicle. It's bigger than yours. Has more guns. It's like coming in in like the darkness. You're like whoa, what's that scene? Is that like a different sort of setup? I actually thought it was going to be like a different dimension thing. It's no, it's just 17 years in the future. <laughs> uh, I I kind of got like twisted metal four vibes out of it. Uh, you can mark that one on the bingo sheet. I don't fucking Absolutely. Care. Way ahead of you, buddy. I love shitty 90s future tech where it's like, oh man, the far flung future, what's it going to look like? Uh, what if cars were triangles? That's it. That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything. What if it's exactly the same, except now it's really, really hard to change a tire? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's post apocalyptic, which means that's what we can afford. Yeah. <laughs> Throw out the smoking barrels. Let's get it. Which, to be fair, that is our favorite aesthetic. That is what it the show needs. Why do you think we watched this movie? Yeah. <laughs> now, that being said, this whole movie feels like it should have been an anime OVA. Like, I totally would have watched that. I mean, same. Yeah. But also, we did watch this. Yeah, so. that's, a, yeah that's true. <laughs> they got us anyway. So, I'm running out of notes that I took on this, and I'm going to have to talk about the plot, which puts me at a disadvantage. The one final note here is at one point the words spiritual switchboard are said. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, you guys played New Vegas? No. Nope. Well, somebody that worked on this movie went to the future and did. Oh my god, he got bone jacked and made New Vegas. <laughs> I guess we should talk about the bone jackers. We need to talk I'm... about bone jacking. We're all for it, right? I, like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that seems pretty I'm harmless. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to be dead anyway. Goals. What do I care? Yeah. yeah, let me get bone jacked. Yeah. Now, when this tech becomes real, who will be the first to be the bone jacker? Don't say Elon Musk. It's too easy. Yeah. Uh... All right. I got it. I got it. Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> there it, it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Not Just bone jacking. Into... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you think you bone jack Princess Diana? <laughs> hey boys, I'm back. <laughs> Why is she the hey boys? <laughs> Why does Princess Diana sound like the coach from the Mighty Ducks? What's going on? <laughs> let's oh, let's just talk dude, about Emilio. Holy dude, shit, dude! Hold on, what, what, one more thing on this. Absolutely. Do you think if if uh, <laughs> you think if the if the uh, British royal family started bone jacking a bunch of younger people, <laughs> that all the people that hadn't bone jacked anyone yet would just start <laughs> fucking diddling them? <laughs> <laughs> this is ultra instinct grooming. My God. <laughs> so okay, let's no, talk about- mum, no. <laughs> Let's well, actually, about... uh, much like my favorite anime, uh, although it appears to be a child, it's actually my 80-year-old grandmother. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Emilio. So Emilio goes Prince into... Prince Andrew's a-coming. <laughs> Emilio, goes into... Emilio goes into Club Scum, and uh, he's interviewed... He's interviewed by someone for... Why are they interviewing him? Does anyone have an explanation for why he's... Uh, I think because he's a drunk guy at the bar. Because he had future liquor, which apparently... Future liquor, absinthe. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the, the thing. Time. It's like, I thought they were going to ask him how he feels about the Nats winning. You know, like they did with you. <laughs> Dude, if I ever walk into a seedy fucking bar at any point in my life and somebody just hands me a glass of blue liquid, you bet your ass I'm chugging it instantly and seeing what happens. (laughs) We have to see how deep this rabbit hole goes. This scene drives home like... 
you and I both, especially Chris, hate club scenes. Oh yeah, I love any scene in a futuristic tech noir club. Oh I yeah, watch that's the, way any movie that has this. Yeah, that was that was good because it was so scummy. It felt like it felt like the fucking bar from uh, from Nightmare on Elm Street two. You know, with all the like leather like, daddies. Feels like Dracula should have been invented while this movie was right. Being exactly. Yeah, that, this it's, is Dracula in some way. What, what of his so cars is Dracula? We just jumped to the forty-minute mark, and everybody's like, "Yeah, let's talk about the cool yeah, bar." Why? Yeah, why? Because I don't care that his girlfriend's still alive. And oh, I don't give a shit about that. Old. I want to talk about the motorcycle chase. Oh yeah, the back and chase. forth through the meat warehouse. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, I did forget about that because that's also where Emilio Estevez says uh, you couldn't catch the clap in a whorehouse. And Mick Jagger just Probably. does this. <laughs> he just yeah, points point- at him. Yeah, <laughs> he just points. <laughs> So this scene is know. stupid for several reasons, not uh, some of which must be mentioned, including the one where he rams the other police bike and gets the police guy stuck in the door frame, <laughs> and the guy's just like, help, I'm trapped hey. in plywood. Hey, been yeah. there, buddy. <laughs> That's my favorite episode of Eric in the Middle. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> has one glaring problem is that Emilio Estevez his voice is too high pitched to be a tough guy also that you can't yeah. deliver badass lines when you sound like this hey punk, yeah I'm gonna fucking kill you no you're not also Show also when you're like five foot three you know it's, hey, it's, it's, hey it's buddy honestly, come down here <laughs> they, they, they might as well have Excuse cast me. Michael J. Fox in this role like it's right, it's the yeah. exact performance Michael J. Fox would have given oh yeah exactly it, it is except he has like some latent charisma yeah. and Emilio Estevez uh well, at least he looks like that, I guess. This yeah. creep wants to take my body, and he left me the child urinal. This is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Before, but while we while we get caught up to the extremely dope bar scene, can we also talk about the scene where he steals the champagne truck and is driving away, and Mick Jagger's face keeps appearing on the unclosable laptop? <laughs> That's a good bit. <laughs> That would make me crash right there. You imagine just driving like, oh, they'll never go. Ah! You just fucking close it, and then Mick Jagger would like pop up waving, like, uh, "Hello, Alex, I'm still following you in my in my posh little tanker." I am an American like you, and I also drive on the right side of the road. Good boy. <laughs> okay, great cut, perfect. That's a real so- I am acting sort of thing. <laughs> All right, now well, acting cool. Because, like, Got isn't it. He, like, isn't he like known for, in the Rolling Stones for having like a lot of energy on stage? And in this role, he is sleepwalking. I'm just no. having a great time being the cool bad guy of the antihero like, of this movie. Do, do you think? Do you think he auditioned for this, or do you think somebody was just like, it would be cool if Mick Jagger was in our movie? Oh no, this came out in '91. Yeah, yeah. Like, so this I, no '92. So what happened was. No, so what happened was uh mick jagger was handed the script someone wanted him for this and he briefly skimmed over this i think he read like the first couple paragraphs of the script he's like right that's for me and they're like what Uh, sure okay i think he said yes and uh they put him in the movie i think he's saying kiss me kiss me smart ass motherfucker (laughs) oh i want a cheeky wanker (laughs) So anyway, he's apparently when he read the whole script, he was like, "Right, it's shot, isn't it?" And they're just like, 
We're glad you're so enthusiastic. So uh, they <laughs> yes, Mick. It is in fact bollocks. Yeah. Well, he wasn't the only one who disliked this movie. Apparently, Anthony Hopkins really hated this movie. Well, yeah, he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins filmed this in an afternoon. What is he yeah? About? <laughs> we that man tell, yeah. fought Megatron at Stonehenge. Shut your fucking mouth, old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just worth noting that. Uh, Every single person constantly refers to Mick Jagger's character's name, which is Victor Vasindak. It is 2009, and he's got this fucking gleep glop ass name. And everyone calls him, oh wow, Vasindak's here. He's the best free Jack Hunter around. Wasn't that the fucking guy who wrote Where the Wild Things Are? What are we doing? (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Like, this movie, like, how common of a problem is it, like... Oh my god, you're free, Jack. Another one of an old rich man's boy slaves disappeared. Uh, yeah, there's no help for you here, mister. You better get out of here. Like, how often does this happen that Mick Jagger, the free Jack hunter, is like fucking Josie Wales, where everyone knows who he is? Like, oh shit, here he comes. It's Vasindak, the guy who hunts the people who weren't lobotomized. I guess there's nothing else going on in there. Yeah. So I yeah. think if I if I was paying attention and I, I wasn't, uh, the reason that uh, Anthony Hopkins, who's a rich, shadowy uh, business guy who's uh, bone jacking people, uh, the reason he steals uh, was Emilio Estevez's body uh, from the past to use his body so that he can uh, get with uh, Rene Russo. That is correct, yes. Okay. His whole plan is, uh, uh, he knows that his subordinate's boyfriend died in the past, so if he just becomes her, then they'll get to bone a lot. That is the entire genesis for this fucking movie's plot. Thanks. You're welcome. I, (laughs) I, it feels, it feels even stupider, but, like, when I was watching it, I was just like, yeah, okay, I guess it makes sense, like. (laughs) it, It does seem like something that this fucking rich asshole in the future would do like right i it, it makes the movie this movie somehow more believable so uh good on it for that i mean but, uh i would be waiting for an nfl player to die and then bone jack them like, <laughs> oh man this five foot six racer yeah. i've got him just so we can it, bang Renee Russo. No disrespect you, to the yeah. lady, but would you want to be like that? That's black a lot and white? of money. <laughs> wouldn't you rather? Would you want to be that black and white Chad guy, the really big guy? Also, like important question, oh, just nice. about the whole you know the whole act of bone jacking. Like clearly, it's been established for at least a little while in this universe. If uh, Vasendex had to hunt down so many free jacks, like. Doesn't it say something if nobody before this went back and took this guy? Like, like, good point. What's this like? Like fucking four hundredth pick for all the old rich guys? Like, <laughs> well, I, I, I guess he wasn't met- <laughs> thinking about any of the physicality. He was just thinking of like, right, I could uh, really satisfy him with this body, and uh, yeah, you can make a movie off of that. Apparently, <laughs> uh, the guess. one you're looking for is Shag. I'm sorry. Oh. Right, right. <laughs> 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 Mick Jagger's head pokes into the room like, did someone say Shag? <laughs> oh, they're going to piss him <laughs> going to hit him with the butt of this gun until he talks normal. <laughs> That's why he always sounds like he just had an ice pack on his chin for like six hours when he talks. 
Yeah. Right. I think they who who was that bald guy? The guy who was going to take over, I guess, Anthony Hopkins' company or something like that? He was either bald or he was balding. Alex, no offense. And oh, you mean was, the, the reason this movie's not 90 minutes? Yeah, fuck that yeah. guy. Yeah, that Thanks guy <laughs> putting in the least amount of effort I've ever seen. Was that... I think it was Jonathan Banks. It was Jonathan Banks. Right, yeah, yeah Jonathan Banks. Holy God. Get, drink a coffee. Something, man. Pretend <laughs> like you give a shit. Honestly, like watching, you know, as as they go up to fucking Mr. House's suite and they find out that uh, Anthony Hopkins has been dead for three days and he's like revealing like his master plan of just like, oh, well, this is what I'm going to do. And this is why I don't need you guys anymore. You're free to go. Blah, 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 blah. All I could think about <laughs> of all fucking movies was Battlefield Earth when uh, oh, when one. John Travolta is just like repeatedly talking about having leverage over people and how important leverage is. But it's like. The entire premise is so ridiculous that, like, even if his plan is like, oh, that's actually pretty good, you just don't care. Like, everything's just too fucking stupid for me to care about this guy's evil plot. It doesn't work. I'm playing both sides, so I always come out on top. (laughs) (laughs) That whole character is just a waste of time. Because it's like, like, oh my god, the rich guy was Anthony Hopkins. You're like, well, yeah. Yeah, we, he's we the only other actor yeah. in this movie. Why would you pay him to have one scene where he's like, "Ah, oh, I hope you're having fun in Tokyo." Goodbye. Yeah, Great. there was that whole thing <laughs> at the end where they were like, "Oh, I'm going to take over the company. You can do, can do whatever you want." And they were just like, "Oh, uh, we're, we're going to leave." He's like, "All right, I, got, I, was like, I guess we'll what go." The fuck, am I watching this for? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but actually, Twiddle's mustache. I'm going to kill them. Okay. All right. What do you want me to do about it? Me next, please. Bone Jack. I don't have to watch this anymore. Uh, oh, yeah. And then at the end, it's like, uh, so Anthony Hopkins does steal his body or, or he didn't. Oh, we, no, we, we got we to gotta uh, talk about when uh, when they talk to Anthony Hopkins in virtual reality. And he tells the lady, he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to bang you. That's all. Yeah, I just did. That's a crucial knowledge for the rest of this oh, movie. Do you because, mean uh, the spiritual switchboard? Oh, yeah. Of the course, switch- I mean the right, spiritual yeah. switchboard. When they name drop that, you find like out like... That's just code for they put your brain on a CD-ROM. Incredibly good stuff. Yeah. It sounds like something from Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, God, you're exactly right, actually. Yeah. That should have been, that would have been cooler than most of the shit in that show. I will uh, fist fight you. That's fine. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, Shinron, I don't have to send you my audio. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Is, shall we get to the ending? Because there's not a whole lot in the intervening time that I think is really There's a useful. lot of car chases that are not yeah. particularly fast. Yeah, there's yeah, the yeah, wise yeah. old yeah. homeless man that gives him advice and then gets stabbed with a samurai sword. It's kind of hard to uh. describe the, like, because oh, for me the most fun was, like, the futuristic uh, post-apocalyptic setting with all the stupid-looking cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just one quick note on what Parker brought up. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you... Uh, did you happen to notice the uh, the actor who played the character that stabbed the wise old homeless man to death? I did not. Uh, and that wait, his wait. name is Grand Bush. <laughs> I, That's all I have on I that. Didn't know that. Well, now we have Grand <laughs> Right Bush. up there with Milf Guy number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. This is the actor, not a... That's even better. Not the character. Oh, Grand <laughs> Bush. dude was, named Grand Bush. He was a guy who, uh, he says, looks like we're surrounded. He says, we mean we, white man. <laughs> And then dies Correct. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> he also says, oh, just kidding. And then he gets killed. So, the end of the movie. Uh, thank God. 
this is where uh, what, what happens now? Uh, uh, the, the, the guy Anthony Hopkins. Uh, You're on he, your own. You think that he takes his body, but he doesn't actually take his body. This one, it's actually Emilio Estevez, and they're because well, he does a trick. He right. tricks yeah. Mick Jagger, yeah, who is Joker. also like. Yeah, he's also like, like oh, saying a actually, number, I, isn't it? And he's just like, uh, <laughs> what did he say? Oh. Uh, <laughs> but actually, I was willing to be tricked. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I have to admit, We're I am doing the same a bad Mick Jagger impression on purpose because I, that's the way that he uh, talks. He does a bad impression of, of us, yeah. But, like, I mean, his, it, he's like, Rock Shade number then. He was, like, the least intimidating <clears throat> bad guy ever. And he just says the number wrong, but he lets him get away with it. And then, as he gets away, he's, like, driving. He's like, well... Uh, Anthony Hopkins don't know how to drive. You'll have to coach him better than that. And then he just they just drive away and the movie ends. <laughs> and in case you're wondering, like, wait, how'd you guess the secret code? And he's just, I oh, didn't know. I was lying, but I lied too. Like, I understood. <laughs> I'm incredibly aware. <laughs> Thank you, three Jack. Yeah, you know the, the thing that breaks my heart about this movie is it should have been so much more interesting. Like, I'm not saying that this is a good idea, but, like, there was a lot of stuff here that I probably would have liked if they had been filmed in a more interesting way. Maybe it's the editing. I think it, maybe it's the editing. They could have cut out that entire character because this movie's way too long. It should have been 10% dumber, and it would have been, like, it wouldn't be as good as Johnny Mnemonic, yeah, but it'd be a really right. good afternoon watching the exactly. two of them. Well, like, they have that one nun over there who says, holy shit, wow, I, I get it. Uh, like you oh. could have done something. Which of her three fucking scenes do you mean, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you didn't like her. <laughs> this movie is it's over eighty five minutes. Therefore, when I see scenes like that, it's on site. It's like every I don't single need time Amanda she was Plummer in the movie again. I thought that she was supposed to be like a main character when I first saw her. I was like, oh, she's going to be the one who keeps like coming back and. She keeps coming back, but it's always like, oh, I forgot she's in yeah. the movie, you know? Yeah, no, she's just the Reddit character. It's fine. Oh, she's a Reddit character? All right. Who's Hello, a Reddit I character? I mean, swear a lot. So here's how the future works. Um, there's free Jackson, there's rich people, and there's poor people, and you're like, yeah, I, I figured that out. You, What are we doing? Put this in a text crawl in the beginning. Let's go. Make it snappy. Who's the Reddit character in Mrs. Doubtfire? I think it's the son. I just assume that Robin Williams is the Reddit character in oh, Robin I, Williams I, movie. I guess, but, uh, yeah. Robin Williams loves getting up, dudes. I've always said that. <laughs> when his son says that she could play, that Mrs. Doubtfire could play for the 49ers, I was like, Robin Williams is like five foot four. <laughs> what position is he playing? <laughs> it's a different era, Chris. Oh, yeah. It was a, <laughs> that was the one where they kick barefoot and they have the single bars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure yes. Robin Williams would have been great on the 56 Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Kramer and everything. All right. Uh, well, it's not often you watch a movie and you're like, man, this could have used like a three title card kind of introduction to tell me what the world was. That would have cut right, out like yeah. 20 minutes of exposition. Yeah. When you're asking for that, it's time for a page one to rewrite. You got to figure some things out. Also, don't cast Mick Jagger. <laughs> well, I'm so not put Ice T in this movie yeah. instead. Who I Ice T is in the Mick Jagger role, like oh five oh, stars. Yeah, yeah. I am now rings. learning through my research that someone just like pitched this to Mick Jagger without a script, and he was like, "Uh, yeah, sure, we shoot next week. Yeah, I'll do it." <laughs> and then he saw the script, and he was like, "Well, I signed to do it, so, so yeah. fucking do it." Man, do you have the worst like impression that. of Mick Jagger. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, this is the script, isn't it? <laughs> so apparently they were like 40% of the movie was reshot. Is that more or less than Justice League? 
Oh my god. Oh, please, the Snyder cut of Free Jack. <laughs> I would, Zack Snyder is the one I want to see him do Free Jack. Will it be good? No, but I would make someone else watch it too. It would be a would very have a fascinating cracker? three hours. <laughs> oh, Shiz, I have to get you into the rich people complex. Oh, I know another kind of bone jacker. <laughs> You just talked me into this idea. Let's yeah, pitch right? It. There we go. All right. It's either Steve. that or he's going to make Atlas shrug. we got to stop no, him. No, come on. Don't do that. Okay. No, We're it, try that that would actually only hurt Chris's feelings, yeah. so I'm here for it. I've already seen oh, yeah, the first one. So. What? Yeah. All three parts? No, I only saw the first part. Wow. Oh, I, th- I thought it was three parts for just Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, it's three parts for Atlas Shrugged. I saw part one of Atlas Shrugged. Oh, I'll, assi- I'll assign him part three. Don't worry about it. All right, no. cool. <laughs> Just making sure that uh, we got to the same place there. <laughs> oh, my God. I read every single page of this book. <laughs> yeah, you and Aaron Rodgers. All right, stay tuned for next week's episode, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, probably not as much bone jacking in that one. That's the tea, sis.